Hey, Dr. Mike here. Does someone you know have hearing loss, but you're afraid to tell them? Stick around to discover strategies for this difficult conversation with our guest audiologist, Dr. Jamie Abramson. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. So, so Dr. Crystal, um, we've we've done shows on hearing and hearing loss and reasons before, right? Yes. Um, but we wanted to have this conversation with our guests coming on today, um, because something that's become apparent, right, when we were doing a lot of this research to, mm-hmm. to do these topics, was um, family members often have a difficult time telling someone you can't hear <laughs> anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, there's even a couple commercials that I've seen out there about hearing loss. And, and it's a family member talking to the person who's lost their hearing mm-hmm. um, about how hard it was to, to bring that up and communicate that, right? Yes. So that's kind of why um, we wanted to bring a guest on. She's an expert with all this, right? Dr. Jamie Abramson. She's a New York State licensed audiologist. Uh, she her, earned her Doctor of Audiology degree from Salus University. And she's a clinical audiologist at Hear USA. Uh, Dr. Abramson, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit. Um, we always like I, the audience is always very interested in the background, mm-hmm. a little bit of the of the of the story of our guests. So so give us a little um, a little like uh, who you are type thing real quick, your background and and what your current role is at here USA. All right. Great. So again, I'm Jamie Abramson. I'm a clinical audiologist. I've been practicing for the last two years. I did residency at Downstate Hospital, um, where I did a lot of vigorous tasks to really set me up for the rest of my life. Um, After residency, I did work at another hospital. I then worked at a few ENT locations because I love the biomedical field, but then I realized I really love private practice. So I have landed my dream job here at Here USA. Um, I've been here for about half of a year, and I've never been happier with my patients awesome. and treating. <laughs> yes, wow. Uh, and and so with the work that you do, I'm curious. How do they end up in your office? Meaning, is this maybe a primary care physician that told them, hey, you need to go and, and get your hearing tested? Is it a part of just a routine mm, yeah. uh, checkup, a, a yearly checkup, or or maybe it is a family member? How, how do they end up with you? So it is not actually a routine check. Everyone gets their teeth checked once a year and sees their PCP. Um, But hearing is sometimes neglected. So I think that most of my patients come here if they have a problem. So whether the ENT, they go to an ENT to get their ears checked out and, and they refer to get their hearing checked or a family member. Um, Usually a family member can pick up on this way faster than the actual patient. It takes about seven years for people to come to um, an office to get their hearing checked. Our brains are so smart that we compensate for all of the things that we are missing. So we just raise the TV, we just put the phone on speakerphone. 
So yeah. it's really the friends and the family that are saying, hey, look, I think you just need to get checked out. Or if there's pain or um, a history with hearing loss, an ENT would mostly refer them. Yeah. And, and there's no reason to to not bring this up and talk about it, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you know, if somebody who's avoiding it, there's signs that they're having hearing problems, but no one's really doing anything about it. Um, you know, it, not treating it, not treating that hearing loss. How does that affect like their day to day life? Yeah. So basically, it, it at bottom line, um, it lowers quality of life. So connection is communication. So if you're at a dinner table with your family and you ask for repetition once, twice, five times, you get frustrated. Most of my patients identify as frustration and they basically give up. So they start to isolate themselves and they no longer ask for repetition. So they'll be present, but not listening. it's, it's a big problem that we're seeing um, because treating hearing loss is so important for your brain health. So when I discuss with my patients, look, this is really important, not just for your hearing, but for your brain health, they go, what? I never knew this. And I start off saying, you hear with your ears, you hear with your brain, not your ears. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's a good saying. Like and that. you know, I've read something recently about hearing loss and brain health. Can you elaborate on on that connection between hearing and the brain and and the larger uh, implications of having that reduced hearing? Yeah, so I'll give you a little spiel that I tell all of my patients. So I tell them the ears are actually just the highway to the brain and we're really stimulating the brain to actually hear. So if our ears aren't functioning to its fullest extent, our brain's not being stimulated. So then I give the scenario of a gym. So you go to the gym and you work out your muscles, it becomes stronger and stronger. And what happens to your muscles when you stop going to the gym? And I pause and they say weaken, and that's true. So if our ears aren't functioning to its fullest extent and the brain is not being stimulated, the brain starts to weaken in the temporal lobe. And our brain is one muscle. So if one part of our brain is weakening, other parts of the neighboring parts of the brain are being affected. Hmm. And parts of cognitive um, parts, memory, mood, energy, this is all being affected. So there is a bigger risk of dementia if you go without treating hearing loss. Yeah, I like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a great description of why this, why this is so important. How, I mean, how many people do you think are out there with untreated hearing loss? I mean, I, I, I bet it's probably pretty, pretty large number. Yeah, I tell all of my patients that walk in, if you know anyone over the age of 50, let them just come in and get their hearing checked. Um, People associate hearing technology devices with elderly um, populations and the geriatric, but I, I tell my patients, everyone should just get checked. That's the first step. Just come in and get checked. There's so many people that I I see day to day, I've had hearing loss for 20 years. Um, And then their wife will nudge them and go, 
since I met you. So, <laughs> so really, um, and that's why I love telling my patients, bring a family member, bring a loved one, because it's not just changing my patient's life, it's changing the lives of their friends and families and the people they're interacting. So if I'm able to talk to my patient and get some case history, what's going on, and their wife is going, mm -mm, mm -hmm. you're wrong, <laughs> I ask, Hey, so can I ask your wife a few questions and let's all have a conversation. And then by the end of the appointment, people start to realize it's, it's hard. It's a hard idea to grasp that you're in need of help. But I always mm. tell my clients, you're in the right place because there's always solutions. Either if it's in this office or you have to be referred out, there's always solutions. And you took the first step and I thank them and I tell them I'm proud of them you came here today and this is the first step. So let's continue this process and I'm going to hold your hand the whole time. Yeah. So for the most part, would you say that it's kind of inevitable as you age that the hearing is going to go away? I, I, you mentioned anyone 50 or over, <laughs> you know, when, when you're seeing those 50 and over, how are the majority of those people when they come in for the, the hearing check, do you notice that there is a loss of hearing? Yeah. So basically high. there's there's something called age-related hearing loss, presbycusis. So that is inevitable. Our ear inside is an electrical circuit with electrical fibers of hair. And if they're worn and torn over time, they start to kink over, weaken, and they actually die over time. So to give you an example, um, it is a spiral and we can actually open up this spiral and see exactly where on the spiral you're having hearing loss. It goes from pitch, high pitches, all the way to low pitches. Mm. So we see most of our patients that do not have any anatomical growths or physical um, abnormalities, we see that the hair cells are uh, dying over time. And usually the high pitches are the first pitches of the ear to go. And mm. that affects women's voices as well as children's voices. So that is a big, oh, big indication. Yeah. I, I, you, you said something at the beginning about how hearing loss a lot of times can isolate mm -hmm. People, and it reminded me of a, of a friend of mine who I saw in Texas a few months ago, Lou, who has a partner who, who's dealing with this. And he was the socialite. Like he was always having oh, dinner parties yes. and, and or arranging, let's go out to this new restaurant, mm -hmm. whatever. And Lou has noticed over, you know, little by little, he's doing less and less of that because he can't hear anymore. He can't, he can't enjoy the conversation right. at the day. He can't hear anybody. It's yeah. frustrating. Right. And so Lou, finally, he just, he had to bring it up. You're not doing what you normally do. And they, they finally are starting to get it treated. But he was just going to isolate and suffer. Wow. Lou, yeah. Lou had to literally had to bring him in to somebody like you, Dr. Jamie, you know? Yeah. So I, I guess I would love to hear your, how do we start that communication? Do yeah, you, I that's mean, exactly. How do you say it in, in a very sensitive way? I'll just tell you, I think my husband's going to kill me. I think that he has hearing loss. <laughs> And Wait, I have not been very tactful with it. I'm just like, you can't hear. Yeah, okay. So maybe there's a better approach, Dr. Jamie, than what Dr. Crystal is yelling at her husband. 
Maybe you can help us. What are some things, some tips to, to for for the family member, right. the 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 son, the daughter of the yeah. of the parent, um, on how to um, not yell but approach this in a nice way? Yeah. So I first, when I first see my patients, I go, "Do you know what the definition of hearing loss is?" And they go, "Completely deaf, can't hear a thing," and that is not true you still have hearing. So I tell my patients, look, do you hear, but you can't understand 100%? Yeah, but my wife mumbles. Well, that could be <laughs> a hearing loss. That, that possibly is a hearing loss. Hearing loss ranges from about 25 on a volume all the way up to 110. So if you're in that normal range or even borderline, you can have some difficulties. So at Hear USA, we have the patient sign all their uh, legal forms, and then there's a questionnaire. And on the questionnaire, it asks, are you isolating yourself from family conversations? Mm, yeah. Are you not going to places where you are unable to hear? How does that make you feel? Once you tie in what is going on and the emotional aspect, it connects in the patient's brain. They need help in mm. any way. Yeah. Now, do you have uh, any tips on strategies for compliance with wearing the- Oh, yeah. The, the Actually going on, doing, doing the treatment. Right, right yeah. exactly. You know, I, I, I know of people that, that have and she's like, I'm not putting that thing in. <laughs> do you find that that's that would case? probably be your husband by the way <laughs> yeah so i have a lot of patients here that are like yeah i just put it on when i watch tv and i take it off and then right. when i go out and i say look there's no point of wearing them because they're not going to work for you Again, let's bring up that gym example. If you go to the gym for four years, you work your way up to 100-pound dumbbells. You don't go to the gym for a few weeks. Do you expect yourself to be strong enough to lift mm. those weights? And the brain is a muscle. I enforce this over and over to my patients. We need to continuously stimulate the brain. So if you want the best outcome and the most realistic expectations for your hearing loss and for your treatment journey, you must wear them all waking hours and people's eyes just blow up. I didn't know that. And I said, look, it's not gonna work when you pop them on, wear them all waking hours. I tell my new patients, look, it is very difficult the first few weeks. Your brain is a sponge. It is dry sponge trying to grab all the water mm -hmm. it can which is sound. Mm -hmm. So it is a little difficult for my patients in the beginning to determine what's noise and what's important speech. And I mm -hmm. say, get over the three week hump, really wear the hearing aids. The more you wear the hearing aids, your voice is gonna change. You're not going to mm -hmm. hear your refrigerator buzzing anymore. Your brain is going to associate that yeah. as unimportant. Desensitizes and, yeah. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we do that all day. I, I say, look, do you hear my fan in my hearing booth? And they go, Oh yeah. And I go, I do too, but my brain is not focusing on it. So mm. we're really training the brain. So the more you work it out, the more you wear the hearing aids, the better outcome you will have. Excellent. Wonderful advice. Wow. Yeah. You're listening to Dr. Jamie Abramson. She is a clinical audiologist at Hear USA. Uh, Dr. Jamie, so, you know, 
what what would be your your final like summary of all this for our audience? What what's the key takeaway, the key message you would like for them to leave this podcast with? Hearing health should be in your cycle of follow-up appointments number one. If you have a loved one, this is going to be hard for them to hear. Let them know your frustrations. Let them know how your communication might have declined over time. When you come into the office, where are your hearing aids? Ask your clinical audiologist as many questions because we're here to hold your hand. Number two, really try as soon as possible. Over time, it's harder for your brain to exercise and strengthen. Um, for family members, some advice, even though they're wearing hearing aids, this is not a miracle drug or device. So you still can't talk through walls. You still can't talk facing the other way with the water on. This is a life change, not even only for the patient, but for the people and loved ones around them that need to adjust because this is for quality of life and for communication for everyone in their lives. Yeah, very nice. Where can, um, if, a, if a listener wants to learn a little bit more about you or Hear USA, where could they go? Yeah, so we have a website, Hear USA. Um, we talk about types of hearing losses, and we also have some resources. If you're not comfortable to come to us right away, that is okay. You need to be comfortable with understanding what we're doing and what we will do to help. So we have uh, references for ENTs and hospitals and even counselors. Um, back in the day, it's not so popular anymore, but there used to be rehabilitation counseling. So that is basically just sitting in a circle once a week with patients that just want to connect with others. So talking to people with hearing aids and possible hearing loss and asking about their experience is so important because that's also forming a connection and also gaining some information without a doctor really diagnosing you um, mm -hmm. without feeling any type of why. And that what was that web address, hearusa.com or? Yes, hearusa. Here, here mm -hmm. All right, check that out, listeners. Uh, Dr. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Great yes. information. Thank you so much, everyone. I had a great time. So don't forget, you go to liveforeverish.com, where we now have over 400 episodes. Please download, like, and share, and comment. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And, of course, subscribe so you never miss a show. That's at liveforeverish.com. Our sponsor, Life Extension, um, wants to, uh, just because they appreciate you for listening and downloading and being part of the Live Foreverish family, um, if you go to lifeextension.com and spend $50 or more, you'll get 10% off and free shipping and handling. And so when you check out, all you got to do is put in the discount code, podcast, and you'll get your 10% off. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.